0: Welcome to the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensary. Each episode, we'll dive into the world of search engine optimization for cannabis dispensary. We'll discuss the latest strategies and tactics to help your dispensary rank higher on search engines and attract more patients and customers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we explore how to maximize your online presence and stay ahead of the competition in the rapidly growing cannabis industry. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back
1: to another fabulous episode of the High Rankings podcast. And today, the day that we're recording this, is Halloween. So it's all things out there. What are you doing for Halloween?
2: Okay, so I went to a a costume party on Saturday, Saturday night, and mm-hmm. I dressed as Cobra Kai, and <laughs> I was I was wearing a, a hoodie underneath. It was kind of freezing ass cold. So my buddy has it's a Midwestern setup. He, he's a really good host, so he's got a detached garage, mm-hmm. and that's where you can play like beer pong, and he does karaoke in there too. So he's got I think a two car garage, it might be a three car garage. It's a pretty big garage. And so everybody hangs out in there, or obviously you can just go in the house and, and hang out. But I went to my buddy's place. I avoided downtown. We did not go downtown. Downtown oh, was it downtown. crazy? I heard it was. Yeah, I had a friend downtown, and she said it was just just nuts. They, they hopped around for a bit. Yeah. So did a costume party. I was home probably two, and of course I woke up just feeling terrible. You know, I didn't even really drink that much. Was just getting old. Yeah, I just took a nap the next day. And and how about this? Broncos beat KC. Like that was. Fucking banana lands. Didn't see that kind I
1: don't of- know what any of that means. I only I know Kansas City is because obviously Travis Kelsey has been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. Um, although, upset. from what I have seen of him, he seems like a very nice person. But that was an upset, was not expected to happen. Is your team terrible?
2: They're not good. I don't know about oh. terrible, just they're not good. That was a huge upset.
1: Was it in Colorado?
2: Yeah. It was in Denver.
1: Yeah. yeah. Was it snowing by then or was it after that that you got the snow
2: i think it was before and i don't think it was snowing during, uh it might have been i don't remember it was before then might have been snowing during the game i don't know i caught like the very end of it but hmm. anyway they fucking pulled it off so yeah that's awesome so what here. else is new in your world what is new in your world caspots oh my what?
1: gosh i actually have quite a lot of things to inform you of First and foremost is I have now banned you from playing hockey ever again, as if I have any say in the matter, but if mm. I did, we would be done. You would be done, and you're a hockey mm. because the tragic incident out of England a few days ago
2: yeah that that's pretty um, scary.
1: It's not the first time that's happened either. I think it's the first time someone's passed away as a result of it, but it's not the first time, and it is. A fluke and rare and, you know, all of those things, but tragic nonetheless. And the idea of that happening to somebody that I know and care about freaks me out a lot. And you're the only person that I know and care about who plays hockey, and therefore you're not allowed to do it anymore.
2: I think or what they're going to do is make... You have to wear I, a neck guard. I do wear a neck guard. There, So there's, oh. there's goalies that wear like a plastic... It's almost like a plastic ring at the, on the bottom of their helmet. They're called banglers. Yeah. I personally hate those things. They're loud, they're clunky, tough time looking down. But I do wear like a, a neck pad. It kind of looks like a turtleneck. You put it underneath your chest protector. So you put the neck protector on first and then your chest protector. Is and, it
1: enough to stop a skate from slicing your throat open?
2: Yeah. Like it it, okay. it goes up pretty high. It protects you from a puck or a skate or I've knock on wood. I've never seen someone get cut open. I mean that like I've seen the yeah. video. I mean that that's fucked. That's just that's terrifying. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, just filleted white, holy shit.
1: And honestly, I I have not seen the video and I won't. I just like with anything, I can watch true crime shows all day long. But what I will not do is I will not watch somebody actually die, whether that's, you know, an incident like this or whether it's, you know, an incident with, say, somebody and a police officer and one of those guys ends up dying. Like, I will not. It's just a thing for me. I understand lots of people will. I just can't. I feel like it's in a way disrespectful, but also I just can't handle it. So I do understand it was pretty bad though. So anyway, so moving on from that, you're not playing hockey anymore. So I text you, what, two days ago? was like, hey, you're not playing hockey anymore. (laughs) Because I just, it's horrifying. Other than that, I've had a very busy week. I had some friends in town this weekend, last weekend, whatever, for a couple of canine events. So one of my friends was in town and I took her down to the beach on Friday and got lunch on the beach and everything. And it was gorgeous out, as you saw from the pictures I sent you. And then I had a birthday dinner on Saturday. But before that, on Saturday, our new boat is here.
2: Woo-hoo! Hey, hey, hey. Seafoam Green, right? Sea Seafoam.
1: Seafoam Green. So it was weird because Friday we got a phone call saying, hey, boat's on the way. Three to five days. That was Friday afternoon. Saturday we went down to like sign all the paperwork and get everything lined up and figure out what we need, what we don't need, get all of the information for insurance, blah blah blah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I had a call that them the trailer with your boat on it's backing into the warehouse right now." He's like, "So you might be able to see it today." And then he's like, "Yeah, if you want to come back in like an hour, you can see your boat." So we did, and we were able to see our boat and get on our boat and it's amazing. And then on Thursday, we're going to do, they call it like a sea trial, which is where like they trailer it to, it's actually like a local big lake. They trailer it there and then they show us everything that we need to know about it. And then we, from there, will trailer it up to our marina. So yeah, it's here. It's very, very exciting, which means our tradition of Thanksgiving on the boat will remain in place. As long as, as long as like the weather stays good. We do Thanksgiving on our boat. We try to. But Sunday, so my friend was still in town on Sunday. Our old boat is still at our marina. So we borrowed what was our boat (laughs) for a few hours and took it out so we could show our friend around the area on the water. So we got to say a final goodbye to it, which was kind of nice. So yeah, it's here and I'm very excited.
2: Also going back, is Thanksgiving in the water? Like, Does that get busy in Florida? No, Where you guys
1: are no,
2: no, 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 a lot of people that they don't No, have.
1: No, it's not a very, I mean, I'm sure there's a few people, but it's not a very like big thing.
2: That sounds amazing. Just eating and chilling yeah. in the water.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: that sounds Pretty cool. Fantastic. Well, that's exciting. A new boat that's badass.
1: Yeah, so it's here. So I'm very excited. What else? I think that's everything. It was a really busy week last week. We just had a lot of stuff going on and we weren't anticipating because we didn't know when the boat was coming in. So that kind of. Ended up kind of not messing up the plans, but making it even busier than it was anticipated to. So yeah, so it will it will be at our marina, I think Thursday or Friday, we'll have it at our marina.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, I would ask, what's the first thing you got to just buzz around in the boat, like out for a couple hours? Do you go like specific areas? Are there like markers?
1: Yeah. So basically, we will trailer it from because our dealership's probably like 30 minute car ride away. So we'll trailer it up to a public ramp close to our marina. And then my husband will drive it to the marina because the marina, we weren't sure, like they have forklifts, you've seen them, right? But they weren't sure if depending on the type of trailer, blah, 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 if their forklifts would be able to take it off the trailer. So rather than run all of that risk, We're going to take it up to like a ramp and drop it in. And then my husband will drive it up to the marina. And then, yeah, we'll probably on Friday just go for a little joyride, I think. Because we have insurance now, like I've ordered the boat name lettering and then the vinyl decals of the, you have to have like, it's kind of like a license plate number that has to go on the front of the boat. So I've ordered those. Mm -hmm. They'll take a while to come in, but like it's insured, the trailer's insured. You know they have their licenses and all that kind of stuff, so it's good to go once we get it to the marina.
2: What's the boat name again?
1: We're going to call it the same as the first name, which is Square Grouper.
2: Uh-huh. Which
1: I know some people are going to be like, "Oh, you can't do that," but like we don't care. I like say, isn't that so kind of like?
2: No, but like,
1: it's all kinds of things you're not supposed to do with a boat. Like, I don't think you're supposed to change the boat name. Like if you buy a boat from somebody else, I think there's a certain superstitious time frame that you can change the boat name. And we changed it immediately with the last one. So no, we're not going to adhere to that. It is what it is. It's square grouper. See,
2: See. what's well, badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sounds like fun.
1: So, also, we don't have the kids for Halloween this year, so we won't be trick-or-treating. And we live in a neighborhood that really doesn't get any trick-or-treaters, so it's kind of going to be, like, a bit disappointing.
2: Any scary movies?
1: I am not a scary movie fan, I have to admit. It's not really a genre of movie that I watch. Although, when I was up in Tennessee with my friends a couple weeks ago, they were playing scary movies, and they kind of just seemed silly what were they makes, playing i don't remember something so, about a ghost ship maybe
2: about a what a ghost ship oh eh. the last good one i saw i used to be in the scary movies but the last good one i saw was paranormal activity like when it came out it's fucking bonkers that was like what 10 12 years ago it was a yeah long time ago
1: do you remember? I know you're like a few years younger than me, but were you of like movie age when Blair Witch Project came out or no?
2: Yeah, that came out in like 95, 94.
1: So oh, I- a
2: little later, 96, 97, I believe. Because I remember that because I was in the summer and I went to go, I stayed with my cousin who was in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh-huh. we like snuck into the movie theater and it, it scared the piss out of that movie terrifying looking back it's such a dumb movie it's so stupid The guy no, guys just like staring at so the weird. wall or whatever but anyway that's uh yes so i weird. i do remember that
1: because so i was still living in in england at the time and i was working with this girl and so we decided we were going to go together and even back then wasn't a scary movie person whatsoever and i don't know if she was or not but Anyway, we psyched ourselves up all day to go watch this movie. We were like, oh, my God, we're going to, like, shit ourselves. It's going to be so terrifying. Oh, my goodness. Like, all these things. And we went, and it might possibly have been the most, the one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, not scary at all. So cool. So cheese. But it was such a big deal and I think it's obviously because it was filmed in a way that hadn't really been done before yeah
2: it was so different than than anything that had been done and the the marketing campaign too was oh for sure
1: yeah because for a lot of people they really didn't know if it was like real as in they really had found this film you know or whether it was like just filmed for a movie so my
2: roommate (laughs) my roommate he's super emotional so we used to live together it's like 10 years ago when we lived together He's super emotional, very like, it's pissed off, just like very emotional. He didn't know that Paranormal Activity was just like a fake movie. He thought it was real. So oh. I don't think he slept for like three weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like by the third week, he looked absolutely oh. terrible. <laughs> like, his fingernails are all long and his hair's all fucked up.
1: It's so funny because if you go back and you look at some of the older classics like Poltergeist or I can't remember the movie where the girl's head spins around and she throws up Green yeah, suit. yeah, yeah. Like back in the day, those were like so terrifying, but there's been so many advances within yeah. like the movie industry that you look at it now and you're like, how was anybody ever scared of this movie? Because it's just so cringe.
2: Yeah, like- I think Paranormal Activity was cool because it was so different and it was like so like low budget. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. That's probably the last good one I saw, like you said. But yeah, it's just funny that my buddy Steve just <laughs> freaked the fuck out. <laughs> oh i kind of
1: feel bad for him like not having any sleep for that long Seemed
2: terrified <laughs> just like ruined his life absolutely just ruined his life
1: see that's why you should watched scary
2: <laughs> yeah
1: anyway so that's the update i don't think i have anything else i'm sure i do but i can't think of anything right now so on that note this week's episode we're going to talk about something a little different for us A little different for everybody, actually. This week's episode is going to be covering multilingual SEO, which we hadn't ever even considered. So, even when we consider ourselves as somewhat of experts in the field, there's still like pockets of darkness that, you know, even we look over sometimes, but we hadn't even considered it. And then we were talking to a client, a new client who was based in a major metropolitan area. And we were digging around this client's competition. And all of a sudden, I found a Spanish... I think I was looking at a sitemap or something. And I found a Spanish page, page in Spanish. And I was like, it was like the Oprah light bulb moment, you know, of like, ding. we seriously need to take a look at this. Because when you consider areas like Miami, Vegas, New York... South Cali in particular, Texas. And I'm just thinking here, Spanish. I mean, and I guess once you go like North, you can start thinking about French, you know, with our Canadian neighbors. I just feel like it's an untapped thing and something that anybody should probably consider for their SEO is, you know, having some of your critical pages or your most visited pages or your most important pages in another language
2: i think that's huge i I think there's there's huge in those big cities like you said like miami for example and vegas huge opportunity for transient customers and actually i I have a mentor i think he has the biggest agency in all of canada and uh he was kind of telling me the story which gave me the idea it's like yeah you've got to do like spanish pages and french pages and i was like oh my god like i didn't even think of that like the thought like my elevator just didn't go to that floor. Like, it just blew my brain apart. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that makes so much sense." And then we started doing some digging on the type of traveler that goes to those cities: mm-hmm. Miami, Vegas, New York. You have to look at the numbers, do the research, bait the hook, suit the fish. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, this makes sense."
1: Yeah, and so- I guarantee you, with a lot of the dispensaries who are listening to this podcast, you haven't thought about it, and neither have your competition. Because there's not many of them out there doing it, which again, I think is, you know, is a misstep for a lot of people. But it kind of makes sense that your mentor would think that way because he is Canadian.
2: Yeah. And he's he's done it for like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, obviously he's far better than us, but he obviously, you know, it's something that he sees often in his day-to-day life as a Canadian, you know, and I'm sure that there are Spanish dispensary owners who probably, you know, have covered this. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about exactly what we mean when we say multilingual SEO and why we think that it is important. So how does it differ from regular SEO?
2: Well, it's just doing it like just different language. So it's like the same process. So it's like you'd be like fixing the brakes on a Toyota versus a Ford. It's like the Mm -hmm. same idea. It's like different Mm -hmm. make and model. So different language. You can do keyword research on SEMrush in like Spanish, you know, French, Portuguese, whatever. Same exact process and hire a writer for a specific language, do link building to specific domains mm-hmm. and just follow the same process. So it, it's doing the same thing, just in a different language.
1: Because I don't really know, I haven't done this myself personally, hands-on thing, This is going to be super good for local SEO. Okay, so this is where my brain's going with this. As we all know, I'm a big F1 fan. And in a few weeks, there is the Las Vegas race, which is not the inaugural race, but it might as well be. So if I'm, say, a Checo fan, and I'm flying in from Mexico to Vegas to watch him race, and I am used to typing in my phone in Spanish... If I then go to Google when I land in Vegas and I type in, in Spanish, local dispensary near me, in Spanish, is that going to pop up with a dispensary that has Spanish pages before it would pop up with another dispensary in the search results?
2: Google will read your browser, like your location or like your your settings, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it will pull up Spanish content. Yeah, that's why it's important to optimize for. Yeah, it's important to optimize for transient shoppers.
1: Okay, because that's why I'm thinking, like, in a location like, let's take Miami for example. Huge Spanish-speaking population in Miami. So obviously, if you have a dispensary in Miami, Spanish is like you really need to hone in on that. Vegas would be a little trickier, though, wouldn't it? Just because. I know you and I've looked into this and I don't remember what the results were, but you'd have to look into, you know, by language, the, the numbers of visitors you have. So like, Correct. I want like German was one that came up pretty high, I think, if I remember rightly. But like, obviously, Spanish would make sense. Obviously, French would make sense. And then you got to go and look at other visitors from what other countries and then tackle those languages as well.
2: Yep. Exactly. Tackle those. Start with your city pages. So like Mm your Miami dispensary page, get your GMB on there and just optimize everything in Spanish. The keywords, the H1, the H2s, all the subsequent content on that page, it's all got to be in Spanish.
1: So how does that look to an English speaking typing visitor to your website? Would you just not see those pages unless you specifically look for them?
2: Right. It just wouldn't show up.
1: Okay. And then blog posts, would you have like a separate silo of blog posts specifically in say Spanish or French or...
2: Yeah, that's the way we would do it is is just have like however you say blog in, in French. So we yeah. do domain.com, dispensary, www.dispensary.com slash blog in French slash, you know, purple urkel strain Yeah. Or yeah,
1: yeah. So let's say we have a dispensary, we have a client in Miami, for example, and they're just coming on board with us. And we're saying you need to do some Spanish stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they already have some blogs, but we're working on putting up new blogs. And so we take the blogs that we write every week and we have them translated into Spanish. So we have an English version and a Spanish version of the same blog. Does that hurt the website when it comes to Google and ranking? Because it's it's the same content it's just in two different languages.
2: Right, and that's a good question. So, we would change up the H2s just to make sure it doesn't cannibalize itself like you have competing pages basically. So, yeah. change up yeah, the H1, exactly. slightly change up the H2s and you'll be fine.
1: Okay, so it's not I guess that was my question. It's not going to cannibalize itself. No. If you're doing cuz you don't really want to like recreate the same thing twice, you know.
2: Exactly. If you don't need you yeah, don't need exactly.
1: to do it. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Okay. Does that affect anything with the URL structure of the main English part of the website? Maybe? No,
2: it doesn't affect it. Like, doesn't affect the sitemap or anything, just as long as it's segmented or siloed, the hierarchy, I guess, in the respective language that it's in, in a proper manner. So if the URLs are in Spanish, then keep yeah. the child page in Spanish as well and all the subsequent content in Spanish. So okay, so let
1: segment. me ask then because this is interesting to me because i know we're about to do this and so now i'm like learning as i'm doing the podcast keywords are the keywords going to be different between english and spanish
2: yeah just because of like literal translations and like conjugation and everything that could change yeah so like doing that's where tools like semrush and href like really come into play and and there's language settings on there and then having a good writer in your respective language should be able to piece that together for you so, so when
1: we're doing keyword research, we'd have to do it both in English and in, say, for this example, Spanish.
2: Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's just capitalize in. If you have customers who are English speaking and Spanish speaking, like whatever languages you want to, you know, capitalize on. Yeah, have yeah. content in those languages.
1: Hmm. I think it's fascinating, and I'm like, I'm so intrigued to see to actually work through it in in a real life situation, which I, I know we will be shortly. I'm just so fascinated to see how if at all it affects the organic numbers that we see you know every month when we go back and we review the performance of the month just it's going to be really interesting to see that change on that website
2: yeah yeah see like what pages are performing what pages are not performing maybe yeah. french speaking traveler customers you know maybe they don't like purple weed and for whatever reason they only like pre-rolls or something you know like that that's where that data comes up
1: yeah. Huh. I'm just having a look real quick. Because for those of you out there who are maybe about to undertake this kind of work within for your own dispensary, you could maybe take a look at like some Canadian dispensary websites and see how they've handled it. Because obviously they are very used to working within two languages. So you could maybe go ahead and take a look at their website and see exactly how they've done it if you need some help with, you know, your URL or your structure or whatever it may be. Or maybe take a look at some Miami ones because I'm sure maybe they have the option. But Canada always springs to mind just because, of, as a nation that they constantly work in those two languages.
2: Yeah, ah. and maybe one competitor has a subdomain. I can't imagine the word, but maybe like a subdomain in French and then another subdomain in English. I don't know it might be a bad example, but just see whichever one is cleaner and has more traffic and there's the answer. It's like, which one's at the top of Google? And you can reverse engineer from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Top Canadian dispensary or whatever it might be. I think a good way to learn is is to go look at what other dispensaries are doing. Because some of them come up with some really innovative ideas that you haven't even thought about. And then you can steal their idea, <laughs> 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 which is stuff is done. I mean, you know, obviously you have to do it your way, but yeah. And take a look at their site map. take a look at their structure, that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. What else is there really? I don't know Um, if there's anything
2: else. Multilingual is like, it's pretty straightforward. Just get like, you can look at your customer base and see, okay, it's English speaking. And like, what's the next biggest pool of customers? Are they Spanish? Are they French? And then you can optimize from there. So if it's Spanish, obviously optimize your top pages. Look at your Google Analytics. Check out URLs and page titles specific pages how are they performing then you can start adding in that content in spanish or french or whatever language makes sense so go from the top down top performing english pages just so you're not the low-hanging fruit go for those first and then you can work your way down in terms of performance of content seo is seo right title tags meta tags website hierarchy assuming that everything is correct on your website run the audits make sure it's clean before you start going to a very very big project Make sure the website is very clean, You know, no bullshit errors or anything like that. Make sure it's fast. And then you can start undertaking this because you're gonna have your hands full of this.
1: I do have more questions actually. How is that gonna work within, say you have like Jane Boost or, or whatever you use for your actual products, purchasing element, how does that work? Is that all gonna have to be in one language or can you?
2: Yeah, so that's where have- you're gonna have to talk to your menu provider and see, what those options are. And then through your POS, it's like, how do you set your product description through trees or through Dutch, you know, like whatever that is. And then you can optimize that content through the POS, whether it's French or Spanish or wherever else. But yeah, you're going to have to talk to your menu provider. That's a good question.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking like, not only is it the actual like posting of said product within that iframe, but then also if you have taken the time to do your product descriptions for each product, If you can only have one language, how does that work? So yeah, you would definitely have to talk to them. And like I said, research is fantastic and go check out what other people are doing and how it's working for them. Yeah, this, this subject is like, I think we'll end up coming back and revisiting it again once we've had like a lot more experience with doing it ourselves. Because I can tell you this, we will make mistakes and we will learn from that. So we'll be able to tell you what to do and what not to do. But yeah, I just find it fascinating and I'm kind of surprised that like we haven't run into it before, to be honest. But we're about to, so it's gonna be a fun time.
2: Yeah, this will be a good challenge, a good test. So, you know, SEO is pretty straightforward when you really get to the ham and eggs of it, the meat and potatoes, and it's just doing it in a in a different language. It just looks different on a web page. That's all. Same idea, just physically looks well not physically it just visually looks different on a web page
1: yeah and there may be tools out there that we just don't know about yet that will be able to help you with that in terms of like keywords in different languages and things like that outside of like SEMrush and Ahrefs and things so obviously as we discover more about it and as we really get into the nitty-gritty of it it will be something that we'll be able to come back and revisit in another podcast and tell you all the things that we messed up (laughs) and then all the valuable things that we learned and the tools that we used along the way.
2: Yep, yep. That's so much of SEO, right? Iterate, iterate, iterate. Iterate, test, clean up, go again. Yeah, that's, that's basically SEO.
1: I mean, I feel like we've spent the last few years doing that exact thing. Yeah. But if you don't do those things, you won't learn from them, you know?
2: Yep, that's why data is, as they say data is new oil, right? gotta look at the data, iterate, clean it up, use what's working, yep. gas what's not yep. working, and move forward.
1: That is factual. All right. Well, I think it's a pretty short episode, but that's just because it's not an awful lot to go in depth on. And it's Halloween. So we know that people are probably, well, by the time it goes out, it won't be Halloween. It will be, if you can believe this, November.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. That's bonkers, huh? Thanksgiving. This is the best time of year. Q4 is the best time of year.
1: Christmas is my favorite. I know this is a silly question, but... In Colorado, do your clocks go back this weekend or are you one of those? I think they do, right? You're not one of those states where it doesn't change.
2: Yeah. Clocks go back. Doesn't Arizona doesn't observe anything, right? They're just kind of on their own. I think, do, do like, their own
1: I think it's like two states maybe that don't. They, they're like, nah, we're done, which I feel like the rest of us should be, for being honest. Like, no,
2: nope. But yeah, they go
1: back Saturday night. This Saturday night, I cannot believe it's November already. You've already had snow, which is mind blowing to me because it was eighty degrees and I was on a boat this weekend and I seen something and it was like Colorado, Denver's got snow and I was like, what in the world? Like,
2: yeah, we got hit pretty hard too. I was I was ripping around in my car morning after. Yeah, that's
1: just so crazy. But is it, it's all gone now, though, right?
2: It's not all gone, but it's in the street. It's pretty much all gone. Just in people's yards, you know. It just just hasn't melted all the way and it's cold yeah i could not live in a place that was october 31st and 80 degrees (laughs) otherwise known as florida now it's about 30-ish 35 here in colorado which is freaking awesome which means it's really cold at night it's fantastic so yeah it's it's nice and cool
1: are you going trick-or-treating are you going to to the parents house and like hang out with them because they'll get trick-or-treaters
2: yeah they'll get trick-or-treaters we're thinking about having dinner i know we, we talked about it so i'm not sure yet i don't know they will get trick-or-treaters, though.
1: I mean, you won't, but they will.
2: Yeah, I won't. Mm, I don't know if they have candy. Maybe we'll go to the store later. But anyway. You don't
1: have candy? You do have candy. You were literally just eating peanut m and
2: Well, that'll be gone here pretty quick. But like individual like kicks or, or kicks Twix or Milky Ways or whatever. I didn't see any in their kitchen the other day. I don't know if my mom got any, But anyway, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I watch a scary movie.
1: Well, let's wrap this episode up so you can get your Halloween costume on and go scare some children. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, stay safe and we will talk to you
2: next week. Peace.
0: And that's a wrap for today's episode of the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Gross, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value in the insight and the tips we shared. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling super generous, we would love it if you left us a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or YouTube. We'll see you next time.